0: good morning. Welcome to my walk. This is Randall with the big ball of pop. I'll just keep on recording because sometimes my lips and my mouth don't work right. Episode 43. Talking today about changing your thinking and changing your life. Changing how you perceive the world and therefore changing the life trajectory that you are on. And how frickin' annoying that has been to me in my life, about how resistant I have been to that idea, and how that has turned out to be oh-so-true, <laughs> and sort of a common human way of doing the world. So let's look into changing your mind, changing your thinking, and therefore changing your life and your life's trajectory. Uh, strap in and see where this goes. Just uh, thinking about thinking again today was actually thinking about all the books, self-help books, manuals, ideas, podcasts, mine included, talking about this common theme of change your thinking and change your life and why is that such a common theme why is that so prevalent as far as a way to do self-improvement self-help self-awareness why is that so preponderant is that a word? I think it is Maybe not. Uh, Maybe I just made up a word. I'm not really sure. I just wonder if it's so prevalent, that's the word I was looking for, prevalent. If it's so prevalent and so common and so universal, why is it that we still need books and podcasts to teach us that our thinking is what's controlling us? Why is it that we struggle so much with our thinking why is it we don't even know we're struggling with our thinking until we stop and really realize and really look at how we think why is it we have such a propensity to ignore our thinking so first of all the answer to all those questions seems to me to be pretty simple we are resistant to change because we have fear And, of course, that fear, as we've talked about before, is 8 billion different ways different. (laughs) 8 billion of us who have very different ideas about what change would look like to each of us. You can ask a million people what their reasoning is behind not changing, and you will get all those different answers because we are all completely unique in the way we think. Through our experiences and what that has taught us to think. So, all of that adds up to a very unpredictable and yet predictable situation. It's very predictable that we would all have very different ideas about what change would look like and how that would create fear. And why is it that change is so fearful? What is it about our minds that resists? Change. Therefore, we don't look at our thinking because we might change what we're doing. I think our mind resists anything that causes it fear. It's a safety issue in our mind to change up something that might fail or physically hurt us or damage relationships. Certainly in my life, I have experienced resistance to change for all those reasons, from very simple things like changing, I don't know, the way I brush my teeth to um, things that I've learned or didn't learn, understanding why things are the way they are or aren't. I have spent a lot of my life as much as anyone else resisting change through my thinking and then there was a point in time a few years ago when I realized that my thinking was damaging my own thinking my own resistance was damaging my thinking my own resistance to change was what was holding back my moving forward So when I look at books or podcasts, and there's always this common, not always, but there is a common theme among those books and podcasts and maybe TV shows or even movies, plots in a movie, that if we, I'm going to use this word very carefully, simply change, we might find that, um, sorry, I'm tying my shoe here, all right, there we go. Somehow my foot was trying to escape from my shoe. Um, kind of lost my train of thought there. It's okay. I'll just continue on. When I see, oh yeah, there's a common theme with these podcasts and plots and movies, etc. Books, thoughts of people. that If we change our thinking, we will change the way our life's trajectory goes. Well, it sounds logical and it sounds easy, but it's it's not Or everybody would do that, right? We used to have a saying um, when I was on a race team years and years ago. The saying was, somebody would say, well, I don't even remember what the question is, but the answer was always, well, if it was easy, every dumb you-know-what would be doing it. Because people like to do easy things. People are resistant to what they perceive as a difficult thing. And certainly, changing your life's trajectory might appear difficult. A big change is often quite difficult and often thrust upon us by the world around us. A big change like uh, maybe the company you work for goes out of business overnight without any warning and you're thrust onto the job market just simply overnight, of no creation of your own, seemingly no creation of your own. But at some point, you were a part of that decision to go to that company and to work there. So, while I wouldn't say you created the situation that the company went out of business, you were in the situation of working there. And so, part of that um, scenario, that life experience of yours, is of your you were making you made the choice to work there and you then would have to follow what happens after that no matter what the consequences right so a big change might happen out of your control we might often call that a rock bottom like like a an addiction where someone hits rock bottom and they're they can't imagine a life the way it's been and so they change their life. They change their thinking. Uh, an addictive mind is a super repetitive mind, and it's it's chemicals that make it red- addictive. Thinking are quite difficult to change. You're changing neural pathways that are as deep as the Grand Canyon in your little brain, and it takes a lot to change those in minor steps but if you are thrown into the rock bottom land change is often the only choice whether that's to continue living at all or to continue in maybe relationship that you're in or um, a number of other situations that might be um, destroyed if you don't change your thinking So a big change can make it much easier in some ways to change your thinking in a global, gigantic way. Uh, A thinking mind is quite um, rooted in its thinking. So uh, your thinking has a repetitive state for you. My thinking has a repetitive state for me. I consistently think about the same things in my life, I consistently use those experiences in my life to generate my future thinking, my future responses, my future reactivity to things that happen to me. So when we decide to change our life, we are going down the road of the unknown, which of course is silly because right now I'm going down the road of the unknown. It just doesn't feel fearful to me right this moment. I'm just walking, and it's not fearful for me. But sometimes the future appears fearful. I've heard people say, "Well, if I do that, I'm, I'll be afraid, or I'll fail." And while it used to annoy the crap out of me that people would say, "Oh, you're setting yourself up for failure by saying those things," like, "No, I'm not. I'm just being realistic." That's ridiculous. Being realistic, how about what? A story you've made up in your head? How do you know you're going to fail? What's what's the proof in the future that you're going to fail? There is no proof. There might be experience that leans towards that thinking. But there is no future that is super predictable enough to say you will fail. Maybe you're a shitty chess player and you're going to play some grandmaster and the odds of you winning are pretty frickin' slim, but not impossible, because you open yourself up to the opportunity to win by doing it, by playing that game. If you choose not to play that game, you have already lost. So by changing your thinking or attempting to move your thinking into a different pattern, you're setting yourself up for change. And the change might be painful. Yeah, it might feel painful to make changes. You might um, find that the people around you aren't happy with you when you change because you maybe start to feel uncomfortable to them because you are not in the, the mold of what they think is right for you. You no longer listen the same. You no longer talk the same. You no longer act the same. So, you become unpredictable to them, and they don't know how to deal with you. That's a pretty common thing in a marriage where one person decides to do a lot of self improvement work, or um, as we've been talking about, change their thinking, and they may realize that they no longer want to be around the person they were with because the the two of them had a dynamic going and now one of them has changed their thinking and that dynamic has been thrown on the floor. And so changing your thinking is risky in that way. But the, the other side of that is, do you really want to be around someone that is not moving in the same way you are, that is no longer compatible? You can still love them and care for them, but do they have to be all-encompassing for you when you are moving through a different part of your life? Do they need to be um, not so much part of your life, right? Thinking about your thinking, thinking about changing your thinking, has inherent fear around it. I I think that's just part of the human experience when we think about change we have fear it's going into the unknown it's unsafe there are some people who appear to me to not have that gene or that thinking that says i'm not going to jump in here and think differently because it's going to be risky they seem to be uh, maybe less risk averse than the general population is and risk averse is just Um, all of us believing our thoughts. So we believe the thought that if we change, we will lose something or we will be unsafe or we will, um, have to do things differently, which is true. You will have to do things differently because as you change your thinking, so will the way you see your perspective on the world and therefore things will change. Things that were important to you will likely not be as important things that were slightly important may become hugely important to you. There's no way to to gauge how that works. There's no um, magical answer when someone says, well, what's going to happen if I change my thinking? Fuck if I know. I can't predict that. I can predict, and this is, again, simply reaching into the future and guessing... I'm guessing as I reach into the future, especially your future, how would I know what you're going to see when you do these battles, these adjustments, these changes? How would I know? But I can tell you from experience that the world gets better. When you open up your thinking to a wider range of opportunities, I don't know that it's not sort of destiny that you will change your life, certainly if you continue to go down the road you're on, it will be consistent and predictable to some level, and you will live in your own little box or comfort zone, as we call it, and maybe things don't change much, and you live that life. But as soon as you decide to move out of that thinking and change into a different Tacked a different way of moving upstream or downstream, you have changed the trajectory of your life in a way that is now uh, unpredictable. And I don't think that enough um, weight is given to that change and how fearful that can be for people. It's no small feat for someone to say, I want to change. It's an even bigger leap to choose steps to do that. The best thing we can do for each other is to support each other doing that. Certainly change is easier when we're supported. I am telling you right now that I support you changing your thinking. I'll stand right next to you and cheer you on. Because while it's risky that you do that, And you may find that uh, as a friend or a partner, I might not suit your needs anymore. I have come to the place in my world where my happiness is independent from your happiness. My stability is equally as important as your stability. My wondering is equally as important as your wondering. it's not fair for me to hold you back that's unfair it's unfair for me to put roadblocks in your way and i have done that in my life i have put roadblocks up without knowing it unconsciously put roadblocks up in front of other people so they wouldn't change selfishly done that in my lifetime not uncommon where we have fear about something changing. So we um, change certain ideas or the ways we speak so that that person will stay where they are in a a sense, not leave, right? Not be um, gone, not abandoned, not disappear from our lives. I, I see now that that was just a part of my growth. But it certainly had its consequences along the way, and I have felt um, regret, and I have apologized for those things. I've done what I can do to make amends, so to speak. I've done what I can do to um, apologize for those errors, those ways of thinking. Um, But I will always know that I did things in my life that were harmful to other people because I wasn't comfortable with them changing or I wasn't comfortable with them being different right we want things to stay the way they are so we we make things up in our minds we make stories up in our minds to keep it the way it is and it's a it's a dangerous place really because then I'm I'm changing my way to hopefully mold your way And I don't want to do that. I want everyone now to um, have their way. What is their way? I don't really know, but I think we all are tending to go in the same direction when we start to understand the ways of our thinking. I think as a species, I think we're all tending to go in the same direction, which is an opening up of understanding that we are merely 8 billion little universes walking about next to 8 billion other universes and it's a highly complicated um, world that we live in based on all those possibilities and I think we feel threatened by other people's choices and we feel threatened by other people's ideas and we feel threatened by letting go of control because really when you continue to change your thinking, mold your ideas in a different way, you are giving up some control that you have had. You are giving up the illusion of control. You never had control. And that's a scary place for a lot of people to realize when they start questioning their thinking that they never actually have control over Jack. <laughs> you just don't. There's really only nothing, almost nothing you have control over to any extent You just believe that you do. And when we start to question our thinking, we start to understand that so little of our life is stable. Our bodies are always in a constant state of fighting off death. Um, If it weren't for our mind's auto system, we would stop breathing. Luckily, we have a system that keeps us breathing, keeps us um, locked into breathing, or we would just forget we'd be like oh forgot to breathe today and in that moment of not breathing we would die so there is some generosity in our in our um, the ways that we have been designed so that we can breathe continue to live right Because that is essential to us. Breathing is essential. We need to breathe. We need to um, we need to keep on moving forward, and breathing is one of those ways that we do that. We continue to breathe, we continue to um, become alive, stay alive. am a little distracted right this minute because I'm taking a picture of a flower in the fall. We had some rain here a while back, big, big rain. And so um, some of the flowery people in the world, the flower people, the flower plants have popped up again. Um, so changing is... Um, It's scary for a lot of people. The thought of changing. The thought of doing things differently. The thought that maybe we will lose it all. But what we are losing is something we never had. We're losing the illusion of control, which is something we actually never had. We never had control. We don't now. I can't control. Good morning. Morning, Bertie. We can't control the weather. We can't control the rotation of the earth. We can't control people making mistakes in their cars and crashing into us. We can't control um, how people think. We can't control the government. We can't control anything except, like I said, luckily our brains keep us breathing. Um, But we can control what we eat and drink. We could choose not to eat and drink and then perish, right? We would die. We can control that. But there is also a point at which um, our body fights back. So we could maybe not drink or eat, but there's a point at which our body will start to protest and the brain will start to play tricks on us to get us to eat and drink because it wants to stay alive. Our body is always trying to stay alive against all the attacks upon it, whether it's the sun or bacteria or viruses or cancers, all of the things that try to basically kill us all day long. Our body's fighting that off without us really even noticing it. And if we choose to eat garbage, we give our bodies less of a chance to fight that off. It's still going to try to fight it off, but it will not have as Wide a set of tools to do that. Food is a tool of our body. Another choice we make that we may choose to do differently when we start to think differently. We may choose to eat differently. You might be someone who consumes a lot of alcohol or maybe drugs, um, and you choose to do um, no more drugs and no more alcohol because it's pretty much a proven thing that we. Anything we do in excess is not good for us. You may be someone who watches a lot of sports on TV, let's say. And so that has become a thing that has blocked your thinking. If you're always watching TV, you're not allowing your mind space to um, think on its own. To ponder and to understand differently. Just taking up the space of your time and filling it with something that's numbing you out is doing exactly what we talk about when we say we are resistant to change. If you are constantly filling your life with alcohol or drugs or watching TV or, I don't know, knitting or crocheting to excess or any of those things, you're filling your day, you're filling your time that you are allotted here with something other than creativity in your mind. And I'm not certainly saying that knitting or crocheting or watching TV can't be creative. It can. But if you're one of the people that uses those things to um, numb out or hide from change, then that's not a good thing either. So we are resistant to change. Let's just name that. As it is, it sort of seems like a given in our, our brains. We're resistant to change. And we know why. Because change is scary to us as a human. It's scary to think about traveling to another com- country for lots of people. It might be scary to take a class that you have wanted to take. Um, it was scary for me to pick up a guitar about five years ago and learn to play. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of all the voices I would heard in my life that I was not musically inclined. I was afraid those voices would be true and I would fail. And I would have to admit I can't do this. Well, that turned out to not be true because I opened the door to the opportunity to play and learn how to do something that would open up other ideas. So I think that the idea that change is scary or risky is it's a valid one. I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm just saying it's not necessarily true. The idea that we can predict the future and how it may or may not come out And then decide to take the negative view of the future. Um, That is simply just the way we do things as humans, I think. And when we confront that, when we alter our thinking, when we change the trajectory of our thinking, we do change our lives. I know that's been annoying to me. Change your thinking, change your life. Fuck, I heard that my whole life. Fucking annoyed the crap out of me. Why was it so annoying? Because I was resistant. I was stuck in my thinking in a way that was, by being snarky or sarcastic or however I was resistant, I could not change. I could not take that in. And then I didn't have to change and my mind could be comfortable in its static state in its comfortable world of Um, predictability. Often when our world of predictability is challenged, we push back. Often we push back pretty dramatically. We might push back against a relationship, against a person. We might push back against a government, an ideal, an idea, a way of living that doesn't suit us. How many people are so resistant about transgender people because they fucking can't get the grip around it's their life and not yours or mine how many people are resistant to another political party because it doesn't fit my thinking look at how many ways you're resistant in the world and I'll tell you those are all ways that if you let down your guard and started to think differently about those things your whole life would change your trajectory would change I'm not saying you're going to become transgender because you open yourself up to the idea that someone who wants to change their gender is they are perfectly in line with what they want to do. That doesn't make you want to be transgender just because you look at that and give them the space to be them. No more than if you're a liberal and you decide to look at a conservative way of thinking and go, wow, that's not so crazy after all. That's not going to make you uh, conservative or vice versa. It's a great T-shirt I saw uh, the other day while I was walking through the airport, I think, on my way back from my dad, who's dying of ALS, because he is. Um, It said something like, Giving me equal rights does not take away your equal rights. It's not a pie. And I thought, what a great way to look at that. It's so true. If I, if I give up something, that's not the same as just giving something. If I allow someone to have their rights, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily giving up something means I'm allowing them the same thing I have. How bad can that be? What if we all had the same opportunities? What if we all had the same rights? Man, that just tips the scales all over the place, doesn't it? People get really wanky about that. Oh, I wanna hold my thing, I don't wanna give it up. I'm not asking you to give it up. I'm not asking you to give up your thinking. I'm asking you to look at your thinking. And see what might be different. If you're resistant, notice your resistance. Ask that resistance what it's trying to tell you. Sit for a bit in your resistance. Why am I resistant to this particular change? Ask yourself that question. As soon as you start to ask those questions, you will find a different point of view. You will find where your resistance is. And then you can work with that. And then you change the trajectory of your life. Like I said, change your thinking, change your life. Fucking annoys the crap. still does. still annoys me when I read those words. Because it's too simple, right? How can something so simple be so dramatic? And it is. And I looked at my resistance around that. I asked myself, why am I so damn resistant to that saying? Because if I do what that saying says, my life will change. And I have to face whatever fears there is there. Whatever fears exist, I have to face those. Or I can continue down the same path, but now I know something. And the old saying, once you know something, you can't go back. Once you see something, you can't unsee it. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. Once you understand the truth for yourself... You can't make it untrue. So I'm going to leave you with that today. The idea of this whole podcast being about change your mind, change your life, change your thinking, change your life, change your ideas, change your trajectory. All those basically saying the same thing. There is a reality to that. There is Um, some validity to that because if there wasn't, we would move on, right? There's lots of things we don't do anymore because they were not good for us or we found out they were not good for us. This has been a common theme in our life since way before even the Buddha, that if we change the way we perceive the world, if we alter our ideas, our future is also altered, Our thinking is altered and we think differently and therefore we act and respond differently. So take that out into your day-to-day and um, anytime you feel like you have some resistance, I would offer that you question that resistance and notice where that is in your body and your thinking and your feelings And be brave and sit with that and ask your resistance. What is it you're trying to tell me? What is it you're resistant to that I am not listening to, that I am pushing away? And we'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. Just want to Remind you that as you leave, to hit the subscribe or follow or whatever button your software has so you can hang out with me and listen when you feel like it and be alerted when when I stick something out there you might want to listen to. If you have a question that you'd like me to address, maybe on the podcast or maybe just privately, send an email to bbotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for coming in and listening. I hope you have a great day, and I hope you treat yourself and others kindly.